Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. The guineas are upset about something. Maybe I walked too close to them. Sun is out. A little warmer than it has been. Thankfully, at least so far as we can tell, we haven't had any pipes burst. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, I'm incredibly grateful. And thank you. For those of y'all that have joined over on Patreon and are financially supporting the podcast and one of the three tiers, thank you as well. I have one puppy dog that seems to want to join us on our walk down the road today. Three-legged wolf. There he goes. Nobody else so far. He found something. So, and Lord, forgive me. Thank you for the time to record the podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it, the people that share it. Thank you for your son. Watch over these people that listen, Lord. Watch over their families. Watch over our country. Turn us back to you and help us to do your will. And give me whatever words you want me to speak. Your son's name we pray. Amen. Got some ducks down the road too today. You can hear them. But they are a long way off. So... Really didn't intend to talk about presidential quotes anymore, um, but had a podcast planned for quite a while, and it kind of fits here. So we're going to run through it. I don't know how many presidential quotes we'll get to. We'll just kind of see where the podcast takes us. So one of the things that I have pretty openly mentioned here for a long time is I think that we're headed toward a fight. Uh, There's a couple other options, and we're going to talk about them. One lone kitty cat decided to come out. Our youngest one, who's gotten rather rotund. I don't think she's missing many mills. This second, really third, civil war that we seem intent on heading toward is going to be far worse um, or has the potential, I should say, to be far worse than the first two. And that's not just due to the improvements in weapons of war. It's really the main difference is 
our citizens no longer hold the principles of Christ as their core. During the revolution, the majority of citizens still held core Christian beliefs, or at least claim to, certainly was true in our civil war in the 1860s, uh, to the point that both sides thought that they were serving God, which Lincoln talked about. We've talked about one of his quotes there, which is <laughs> such a good reminder today. You know, he said, well, one side can be right and one wrong, and that's probably true. Or both sides can be wrong, but both sides can't be right. You know, when we try and pretend that today so much that, well, you're right from your point of view and I'm right from my point of view, and even though they're different, they're both completely right. And that's just not possible. We can both be wrong or one of us can be wrong and one of us can be right, but we cannot both be right. And these core values, we used to kind of, we used to be on the same side. And so some examples you could talk about are abortion, uh, the role of men and women. We talk about feminism, um, divorce, LGBTQ relationships, all of these social core values. We used to be on the same page, even if we were different politically, meaning, you know, both sides acted on and really believed, with few exceptions, that marriage was for life. Marriage was between a man and a woman. Uh, homosexuality or any of the LGBTQ alphabet soup was a sin, just like adultery. Uh, murdering your own child was completely heinous. Men and women had certain roles in the family. Different strengths, different weaknesses. And, and we had a responsibility to fulfill those roles. But we don't have that today. And so these presidential quotes that we've read through for the last few days come from different men over different time periods, different parties. And you can see that despite being across different times and different parties, the core values were still the same. The core beliefs were still the same. Uh, and this is, this is just no longer true. So we'll read through just a couple here, uh, some that we've read quite a bit before. Lincoln, in regard for this great book, I have this to say, it is the best gift God ever gave to man. All the good Savior gave through the world was communicated through this book. Jackson, one I love to read so much, that book, the Bible, sir, is the rock on which our republic rests. 
Calvin Coolidge, we talk about this quote often, the strength of our country is the strength of its righteous convictions. The foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. Really kind of sums up everything right there. Truman, the fundamental basis for this nation's laws was given to Moses on the Mount. The fundamental basis of our Bill of Rights comes from the teachings we get from Exodus and St. Matthew, from Isaiah and St. Paul. If we don't have a proper fundamental moral background, we will finally end up with a totalitarian government which does not believe in rights for anybody except the state. Hold fast, this is Ulysses S. Grant, hold fast to the Bible as the sheet anchor of your liberties. Write its precepts in your hearts and practice them in your lives. To the influence of this book are we indebted for all the progress made in true civilization. And to this we must look as our guide in the future. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Ronald Reagan, (laughs) back to the 20th century. Inside the Bible's pages lie all the answers to all of the problems man has ever known. It is my firm belief that the enduring values presented in its pages have a great meaning for each of us and for our nation. The Bible can touch our hearts, order our minds, and refresh our souls. And so you see... This, this pattern again and again from all these different presidents representing different political parties but the core values of the Bible from the Ten Commandments, the teachings of Christ, those were, as Coolidge said, practically universal. And that's, that's not true anymore. Millions of Americans reject Christ now as our foundation. And so what are we left with? And not only do they they reject Christ as our foundation, folks, they reject the teachings of Christ. And I'm going to do a poor job here explaining this probably, but, but that matters in a different way than them rejecting Christ individually because when they reject the teachings of Christ, then they reject the foundation that makes America great. I I can't recommend enough for each of you individually to turn to Jesus Christ if you haven't already, to build that personal relationship. And even for a lot of us that have, we still continue to give so much time and energy and effort to other things besides God. Uh, We don't spend time in prayer. We don't spend time in the Bible. We don't spend time on our marriage. And then we can't figure out why our faith is weak. Our marriage is falling apart. Our families are falling apart. And our nation is falling apart. And so uh, the point, as I said, I'm going to do a poor job of this. But the point is, if you're not a Christian, you can still be an American freedom of religion, 
Although I, 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 there's a couple of quotes that we've read on this podcast that make that kind of shaky, but freedom of religion ensures that you have to have the ability to pick no faith, no God, to pick a false God, false faith, or to pick the, as Truman, I believe, said, the one true God. Maybe that was Eisenhower that we read through earlier this month. But if you choose a false God or false faith or no God, you still have a responsibility as an American citizen to follow publicly the principles that Jesus Christ taught, the principles of the Bible. And so what 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 happens? What are our choices now? Because we, we talk on this podcast almost every single episode <clears throat> about the ties of our country to God and Jesus Christ. And that you can't have freedom and liberty without morality. You can't have morality without religion. You can't have religion without the Bible. So it all ties back to God. So what's got to happen is for the Americans who've chosen to reject Christ as our foundation, there's either got to be a change of heart. We used to talk about this when we went into both Iraq and Afghanistan. You know, our goal was to try and win hearts and minds because we wanted the people that were there to trust us. And the only way that we could really ensure that is if we won over their hearts and their minds and convinced them, hey, we we really are here for your well-being. We really want to work with you. We really want to help you. And... And really, when you get down to it, what what that translates to, I know this is kind of a leap, is we really want what's best for you. And so the best option for us in America today would be for those on the left to change their hearts and minds and realize that's what's best for, for them individually, for their marriages, for their families, for their children, for their schools, for their communities, for their states, and for our nation as a whole, and and any other nations that we interact with, is to go back to our foundation based on Jesus Christ. So that's, that's the best option. Uh, however, I think that's going to take some of God's miraculous handiwork at this point. A second option is forced immigration with an E, meaning exiting, which happened after the fight in the Revolutionary War, right? A lot of those loyalists who refused to acknowledge America as an independent country were forced to leave and and did it to themselves. 
We don't want any part of this independence. We don't want this liberty. We don't want this freedom. We want the monarchy. We want the tyranny. We want the relationship with Britain. And so they had to leave. And a little bit more complicated with a civil war. But <laughs> the point was still, if you refuse to change your hearts and minds, South, we're not just going to give away half the country. We're not just going to allow you to secede and destroy the Union. You can leave, or you can change your hearts and minds, or you can't fight. And so that that second option of forced immigration with an E of, of people who refuse to change their hearts and minds leaving voluntarily or by force after a fight, that's really kind of the second option. And then the last one, then, obviously, uh, is the Republic fails. And that is tied in, or that, that's the path that you see from Leninist, Leninist, <laughs> Leninist, Stalinist Russia. That's the path that you see in Nazi Germany, 20s and 30s in Germany. That's the path that you still are seeing in communist China of socialism and communism and the tyranny and evil and the horrors that come with that. You know, lest we forget, because we don't talk about it as often as we probably should, but I can't talk about everything as often as I should on the podcast. Socialism and communism in the 20th century was responsible for the, the slaughter of tens of millions of non-combatants. It wasn't people who were killed in war. It was Lenin, Stalin, Mao, Hitler. And, and you can take this to Cuba, you can take it to Venezuela, you can take it to Cambodia, Korea, North Korea, and Vietnam. Anywhere there was communism, the slaughter of people was tied to that. So there's, there's no possible way unless you're just grossly ignorant of history or you have your own malevolent intent to argue that socialism, communism, which is the, the path that we're on right now in America, is anything but pure evil. Just like abortion, which we're doing a pretty good job of slaughtering our own already. So, But those are really the options, folks. Those are the choices that we have as a country. And you can go back to all these presidential quotes that we've been talking about for so long. And, and I'll, I'll finish with this one. And this is from Benjamin Harrison. If you take out of your statutes, your constitution, your family life, all that is taken from the sacred book, the Bible, what would there be left to bind society together? And of course, the answer is nothing. We have hope, folks. 
we have the possibility to turn this around, but we have to acknowledge that it starts and ends, that everything goes back to God, the Father of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, and has since before our founding. That's the hope. That's where all the hope is, is God and Jesus Christ. You want to talk about financial, you know, economics, you want to talk about foreign policy, you want to talk about education, you want to pick any subject you want, and all of it goes back to the hope for progress, true progress, goes back to, to Jesus Christ. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Thank y'all so much for joining me. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.